Ethers chapters 7 through 11 cover at least 28 generations, hundreds of years after the Jaredites were destroyed, the Nephites discovered ruins of their ancient civilization and 24 gold plates that were filled with engravings. The Nephite king Limhi in the book of Mosiah knew this record was important, and Moroni included an abridgment of it between the books of Mormon and Moroni called the Book of Ether. The Nephites read their account and were filled with sorrow. Nevertheless, it gave them much knowledge, in the which they did rejoice. Moroni told us, It is wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto you, and that all people should know the things written in this account. We learn many things in the book of Ether that teach us about this great civilization's successes and failures. The Jaredite's ocean voyage is like our journey through mortality, and the Lord has provided many blessings to help us. Like the Jaredites, we have stones that light our way, barges to protect us, and winds that blow us towards our promised land, the celestial kingdom. The Jaredites humbled themselves in many situations, and in some cases were compelled to be humble, and we should also learn to walk humbly before the Lord. Imagine what it would have been like to be in one of the Jaredite barges for 344 days with furious winds, mountain waves, and storms that drove them deep into the sea. They were driven forth, and no monster of the sea could break them, neither whale that could mar them, and they did have light continually, whether it was above or under the water. Without sails or a way to steer their barges, they completely put their lives in God's hands, and all day long and into the night they thanked and praised him. The Lord told the brother of Jared that whosoever possessed this land of promise should serve him or be swept off when the fullness of his wrath should come upon them. The Jaredites' history shows us a familiar pattern in the Book of Mormon of people becoming wicked and prophets calling them to repentance. The people then either accept the prophets, repent and are blessed, or reject them and face God's judgments. If they repent, they're forgiven and blessed, and if they continue in wickedness, they're eventually destroyed. The Jaredites crossed the sea and arrived in the Promised Land. As soon as they set foot on the shore, they bowed themselves down upon the face of the land and did humble themselves before the Lord and did shed tears of joy before the Lord because of the multitude of his tender mercies over them. They established themselves and began to multiply and wax strong. Jared and his brother Mahanrai Moriankamer began to be old, and before they died they gathered their people together and asked them what they should do before they went down to their graves. The people said that they wanted them to anoint one of their sons to be a king over them. But the brother Jared said this was a grievous thing, and told them, Surely this thing leadeth them into captivity. But Jared told his brother to suffer them that they may have a king, and they chose the brother of Jared's firstborn to be their king. He refused, and so did his brothers. Then they asked Jared's sons, who also refused, until finally his son Orihah accepted and was anointed to be king over the people. And he did walk humbly before the Lord, and did remember how great things the Lord had done for his father, and also taught his people how great things the Lord had done for their fathers. And it came to pass that Orihah did execute judgment upon the land in righteousness all his days. It only took a few more generations before the Jaredites saw the fulfillment of the brother of Jared's prophecy about captivity. It started with Kib's son, Korahor, in Ether chapter 7. 
When Korahor was thirty and two years old, he rebelled against his father, and went over and dwelt in the land of Nehor, and begat sons and daughters, and they became exceedingly fair. Wherefore Korahor drew away many people after him. And when he had gathered together an army, he came up unto the land of Moron, where the king dwelt, and took him captive, which brought to pass the saying of the brother of Jared, that they would be brought into captivity. We read in Ether 7-11, through about the succession of many righteous and wicked kings, the rise of secret combinations among the people, and the teachings of many prophets called to preach repentance to the Jaredites. We learn from both the positive and negative examples of the kings mentioned in these chapters. A king named Shul made a law throughout the land that empowered the prophets to go wherever they wanted and brought the people to repentance. Another king named Omer was restored to the throne after a civil war that almost destroyed the kingdom. Heth was an unrighteous king who began to embrace the secret plans of old, killed his father, and became the catalyst for the destruction of those who followed him. When prophets cried repentance and prophesied of a famine in the land, they were cast into pits. The kingship was eventually overthrown, and the kings were in captivity until their rightful lineage was restored. They were again overthrown, and Coriantumr became the last Jaredite king. Three generations later, many prophets appeared again among the people, and prophesied of their utter destruction unless they repented. We read in Ether chapter 8, verse 6, that if this were the case, the land would be cursed, and this destruction would be such as never had been upon the face of the earth, with their bones becoming as heaps of earth. With the passing of each generation, contention for the throne became more intense. Secret combinations and oaths, motivated by the desire for power or riches, led by Satan, were introduced that were most abominable and wicked above all that is in the sight of God. These were found in records that the Jaredites brought with them that had been handed down from the time of Cain. Moroni said one of the main reasons he abridged the Jaredite record was to warn the Gentiles to not allow these murderous combinations to get power over them. He wrote that they caused the destruction of both the Jaredites and Nephites, and was careful not to write about the manner of the people's oaths and secret combinations, but only described their evil consequences and warned us not to support them. He said that they seek to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries, and fight the work of God, persecute the righteous, and murder those who resisted. Things went from bad to worse, until by the end of the book of Ether, rival kingdoms, political intrigue, and wars and contentions eventually led to the Jaredites' complete destruction. Moroni wrote that these oaths and secret combinations were built up by the devil to get power and gain, and caused the destruction of both the Jaredites and his own people, the Nephites. He warned us that in our day, we must be able to recognize the same secret societies that destroyed these two great civilizations, and they would be exactly the same form of evil that would rise up among the Gentiles. The Lord declared that these secret works of darkness, murders, and abominations must be destroyed before his second coming to preserve the land of Zion. When we see these things come upon us, the Lord commanded us to awake to a sense of our awful situation, repent of our sins, and not allow them to get above us. Moroni wrote in Ether chapter 8, verse 26, I am commanded to write these things, that evil may be done away, 
and that the time may come that Satan may have no power upon the hearts of the children of men, but that they may be persuaded to do good continually, that they may come unto the fountain of all righteousness and be saved. Moroni also promised that if we repent and are righteous, the time will come when Satan will have no power over our hearts, and evil would be done away with. And these are chapters 6-11 through 11 of Ether in the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. I love to read your comments each week, and you can help support the creation of these videos by taking advantage of the activity puzzles and coloring pages on the PonderFun Etsy site shown in the description below. Watch our Facebook page for weekly announcements of upcoming videos and giveaways. If you like these videos, please share them with anyone you think might enjoy them, and I'll keep making new ones. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.